This podcast is brought to you by The Content Funnel and Rethink Connect. Welcome to The Girls Club, the podcast where we talk it out because when you know better, you do better. to the girls club it's sarah malcolm amanda bowen and dahlia strom so ladies we are live at barnes and noble and what town are we in (laughs) so this is east chester scarsdale so what's special about this barnes and noble they've decided to make it a full experience so they put a cafe in here it's beautiful inside and then they have this entire terrace outside and when you go outside during the summertime it's like an oasis like you are completely removed from everything happening here you know it's funny barnes and noble has a very very special place in my heart <laughs> because when my husband and I were dating I lived in Sarasota Florida and he lives in Orlando Florida and we used to drive and meet up at a Barnes and Noble how funny and because we didn't have anywhere to go when yeah. we meet halfway and we just spend the entire day yeah that's super sweet so yeah. so wait I feel like you guys have been together a long time Amanda have you been married for a long time or yeah well I've been married nine years this year but we've been together for, you know, I gotta do math, uh, like 14. Wow, 14. You beat all of us, I think, right? Wait, yeah. how long have no, you been together? No, Sarah, you've been with Noelle longer. Yes, we got married in 2010. Oh, wow. So that's, what, nine years? And we're celebrating yeah. our anniversary in the next two weeks, which is exciting. That is exciting. Yes, and we were dating seven years before that. Oh, my goodness. It took him a long time to propose. How did you know he was the one? <laughs> I just knew instantly. Amazing. Yeah. So right. I know that we were talking about, like, We've been talking about our tribe a lot and, like, like why we're even doing this. So I kind of wanted to hear from your perspective. Well, like, why is this podcast so interesting for you? I just think there's a lot of talk right now about women, equality. I've seen it lately a lot of men kind of talking about you know, how we need to support women. Um, you sent me a screenshot recently. Yeah. <laughs> and do you kind of want to recap what that screenshot was? Dalia? So I was having an interesting day where I sent out a request for a woman to be on a panel. And her response was, unfortunately, between work and children, I am una- I'm unavailable. So the response that I had was, this is almost why women are sometimes not asked to be on panels because of these type of responses. And then immediately, immediately after, in my my LinkedIn feed, there was a post about this gentleman saying, again, I was asked to be on an all-male panel and um, at a really high-level conference, and I'm actually going to decline because... I don't, I don't appreciate the fact that they're not including women in this. So I yeah, think and he said, and he said, don't ask me to be on a panel unless there's women yep. on the panel. Yep. And right? I said, really, don't bother asking. I really appreciated that, and my feelings that day were super conflicted. So I sent you both of those screenshots. <laughs> yes, and it was, and then our CEO Michael Beckerman, he came out with a blog about diversity and and making sure that women were supported, and his mission to make sure that he's supporting this effort. And I said to Dahlia, I was like, as women are are we doing enough to support each other? Right. And I feel Amanda, Dahlia, and I obviously have several other women in our life are huge support systems for us, but as a whole, can we do better? Can we be more inclusive? Yeah, well, I think that while it's important, you know, I'm interested in talking about, like, the big change that's happening for women and all of the different um, powerful movements and sort of visibility that women are having, but I think on a smaller scale, 
um, you know, I think that women are not really brought up or it's not seen in our in our society that like women sort of being nice to other women. Like we're almost raised to think that women are our competition and you sort of have to figure out if you have anybody on your team, you know, it's it's and I feel like that needs to change. I think that women should be even just in, you know, friendly to other women in the workplace and supportive of other women and it's not us against them kind of situation, which I feel like women are pitted against each other all the time and unfortunately I, I think it just comes from bad societal norms so I think it's even just important to say like yeah I like other women like I like being friends with powerful confident women I like being you know friends with you know more reserved quiet women I like I like other women I like having women friends I like working with women colleagues like I think it's important just to even have that dialogue because so much it's like us sort of battling each other. I don't know. That's sort of how it feels sometimes. It's interesting. So I've been having this conversation for some reason a lot lately, but if you think about it, men are brought up in like an environment where everything is part of a team, right? So sports, it's all about leaning on each other, being a team, supporting each other, any type of like activity that they do when they're younger. But for women, it's very individualized. Ballet, very individualized, gymnastic. It's almost like what can you do on your own? So unfortunately, the structure starts at a very young age where men are encouraged to be a part of a team and women are encouraged to succeed on their own. We need to shift it starting at the very beginning, right? Absolutely. I think everyone can kind of relate to this being a young girl in school. There's always this feeling, are you in or are you out? Like, do you fit in? Do you not fit in? And boys don't have the same challenge that girls do in that aspect. How can we help really change that reality? Right. Right. Yeah, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know how, like, I have a little girl, and I'm certainly trying to raise her in a way that she's not, you know, even this concept of, like, mean girls, you know what I mean? I feel like that's sort of, like, the societal norm that we all sort of work around, is like, oh, is she a mean girl? And that, we talk like that even about grown women, you know what I mean? Because there's this clicky, like you were saying, like, are you in, are you out? You know, I'm hoping that that's something else that's changing. I mean, like, a lot of wonderful things have changed with the younger generations in terms of what they consider their norm. You know, like, all the millennials who are, like, totally, they don't care about gender, they don't care about, you know, sexuality, like, who you're with. Like, I think that's absolutely tremendous. And maybe, you know, as my daughter grows up, she won't, it won't be that the way that it was when we were growing up where girls were like you had to like fit into a clique or or work your way in or you weren't you know an in girl or whatever you know so maybe with all of this awareness that will also change but I mean I'm certainly going to try to raise my little person that way you know you, you you mentioned a point Amanda when you said you know even there are adult mean girls I still have a hard time kind of understanding that. I understand when you're little because your brain's not fully developed, right? What your brain... Like, Very true. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah. right. So, but, you know, after 25, your brain's done. It's really. done, that's it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's developed, like, you know, and then it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> Especially after, after you have kids. And, you know, I don't get why and where it comes from, and that's something that I'm still actually trying to figure out. And, yeah. Because I like to understand where people are coming from. So if someone's just mean yeah. for no reason, especially you know, as an adult, I just want to understand, you know, what happened to them? Why are they like this? And I always try, Amanda's amazing at this. She doesn't react. 
Like, if someone's stabbing Amanda, her in the face. Amanda, you poker face? She, she, <laughs> she is amazing. She just doesn't, like, if, you know someone wants to, they want to come with a fight? And Amanda's like, nope, you can't fight if there's only one person throwing punches. Right. Right? Right. My husband's boss, he is Irish, as I am as well. And his mother, who I believe was an Irish immigrant, too. Like, my father's an Irish immigrant. And so she has all these, like, little Irish sayings. But she always told him... You don't have to attend every fight you're invited to. And I think that that's like a funny and cute way of saying, like, if somebody is trying to bait you or get you riled up, especially in a professional environment, you know, you have to take a breath and sort of not engage, not escalate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm this calm and cool if somebody's like actually in my face, but... In terms of professionally, I think that people really make mistakes in email tone and stuff like that. And they, they do. They try to, like, get you into, like, written back and forth. And you have to, you know, not engage in that. But that's... that's it's funny like, that you say that, actually, because as opposed to through email, it's tonality. And, like, for men, <laughs> I feel like we give them a lot of passes. And for women, like, we almost, like, evaluate every single thing that they're saying. How are they coming off? Like, I transition immediately to a call. Like, I don't care if I don't have time or bandwidth, I need to hear the, what they're saying and I need to give them the opportunity 100% to communicate. Agree. Yeah. And I, I also want to give a lot of credit to Sarah because there are conversations that we've been having behind the scenes for many years, but Sarah's like, no, we actually really need to talk about it. So first, she pushes us out of our comfort zone. We need to write a blog post about this. Right. Um, right. And she she motivates us to like think about what's actually happening and what we can do to support or what we actually do do to support. And it's funny because I was looking at the quotes that I sent over to you. So my first quote was, find your tribe, like surrounding yourself with your people. I think that's the most important thing. It took us so long to even get here, and now, like, we talk every day. We, in any possible capacity, we support each other, and we, we keep, like, giving each other things, which goes to the next part, be a giver. Like, right. There's no reason to not offer what you have in terms of resources, accessibility, etc. And when the more you give, the more people will feel like they want to give you too. So, but I think also the one thing is, if anybody ever asks me for anything, yeah, I will drop everything to try to make it happen. For yeah, you. but you want to also feel like it's reciprocal, right? So, well, well, I think that's the other thing is sometimes individuals don't open themselves up. So you think, like, is it okay to ask them for help? Is it yeah. okay to reach out? Some people kind of don't lay that on the table that, hey, I'm here if you ever need anything. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, so, like, almost starting the conversation with what can I offer you, right? Yes. Um, and, and men do that yeah. all the time. Yeah. All the time. Amanda and I were in a meeting, and we were uh, with one of my good friends, Aaron Block, at Metaprop. He kept saying, "What can I? how can I help you? What yeah. can I do how for can you? How you? can I help you? What can I do for you? Yeah. I mean, how many times, Amanda, did he say that? So many times. And how many? And then I finally had to be like, yes, we accept. <laughs> and I had a, was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, no, we, we, yes, thank you. Thank you. We'll take that. Like, right. So well, sometimes was it? you also have to, as a woman, just say, yes, thank you. <laughs> Because that's, you know, it's stumbling block. Is you're like, oh, am I troubling you? Oh, is it too much? Oh, do you really mean that? Or are you just being nice? And it's just like, no, just say yes, thank you. And I think that's something that you're like, you know, at what point are people being nice versus, you know, if someone's sick and they say, oh, can I bring you some food? Or can I do this? Do they really mean it? Or or, I I would never offer that unless I meant it. Right, but there's some people who just say it. Right. And then there's some people who 
really want to do it. But I think you filter that out because when you actually say yes, I love that, um, and then they don't make it happen, like you just learn for the next time, right? Right. And that goes back to like your tribe. You surround yourself with people that you know you can trust. That same idea, right? Will drop everything at the uh, drop of a dime for you and are willing to say, I want to help you because I know that this relationship is meaningful and valuable, right? right. My mom raised me to be a giver. Be but a giver. She, right? But she always said, don't ever expect anything in return. She's I like, know. give and don't expect anything in return. I agree. Because you'll be disappointed. Right. Right. I agree. Adam tells me that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess, except I'm on the other side of that where I'm like, I am somebody who will, like, if you ask me to do something and I do it, you're getting 110%. Yep. But if I always do that for you, and the one time that I reach back out to you and you don't show up, then we're done. Right. <laughs> Like, no, I agree, not, because if you're a giver, like, you almost I, you almost want to feel like they're supporting you in your initiatives, too, right? Well, it's just, you said reciprocal, and I think as adults, otherwise you're just being sucked dry. Right. Like, you can't just be like, I'm a giver, I'm a giver, and never, you can't just, you can't give what you don't, what you don't have. Totally. Right. So, somebody has to be reciprocating with you, and you need to be having your cup filled as well. Right. It can't be a one-way relationship, and women are famous for getting in one-way relationships yeah well and that's yeah that's that was me for a long time it took me a long time to learn that lesson just with friends and in the workplace right right Right. I I was like I'm just gonna work hard I'm gonna work my tail off and I'm just gonna give 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 yeah and then you know and then you hope right you hope but I I think that goes back to surrounding yourself with your tribe because when you give and when you ask and you don't get something in return, eventually you start to filter through people that are going to support you and people that are just going to keep asking for more and keep taking more, right? Right. Um, and, and that's not a mutually beneficial relationship. That's that's uh, somebody being unappreciative of you, you as a person and what you have to offer and the fact that they don't they don't find the need to support your goals. I just think it, it, I agree with what, what Dahlia's saying where you basically need to figure out the people in your workspace, in your personal life, who are those sort of like solid women and who are like, who, who can be reciprocal with you. And that, and even in your, you know, in your workspace, you can be more guarded because if you realize that somebody is not a supportive, collaborative person, you can proceed with caution and work around them as you need to, knowing that you're not going to get, you know, anything back from them. And you kind of can do that in your professional life. But I just think you need to realize as an adult woman that you're going to have to sort of categorize people. And that's okay. And it's not like an aggressive thing. You're just like, these are my inner circle people that I that I have reciprocal relationships with. And then there's some surface people and some layer people. And then there's like the danger energy sucker people on the outer side that I just sort of steer clear of. You yeah. know? You just... Have to be, you have to be aware and make your choices on yeah. who, you know, who you're going to put your energy into so that you're, like Dahlia said, you're surrounded by a tribe of people that fill your cup and make you feel hopeful and good about what you're doing. Yeah. Right. I remember in some of the places that I've worked at, you know, I saw men supporting each other, even when they shouldn't have been supporting each other. Right? And, you know, get the raise, get more money, just climb the ladder. And there was this group of men, and they would go to lunch every day, and it was like eight of them. 
and they would just and they were all at the top level and they all just kept getting more money and being successful and it was because they were a part of this group right which was kind of amazing to watch yeah right the and problem is women need to start creating like it's like a cohort right yeah it's like a cohort of people that will continuously support you and recommend you for things and mm-hmm. and that's the other element like to to take opportunities mm-hmm. and if you can't if you can't make something or attend something give that to somebody else and you're yeah. tried that can and would yeah. enjoy it and appreciate that right. like just keep sharing basically but I would be I would be at work I remember women talking crap about another woman sure. you know like Always. like is that girl gonna get I mean how many babies is she gonna have is she gonna come back to work and get pregnant again like you know almost like they're being lazy because they're having a baby they're like they're growing a human being in their stomach and but that's societal norms that we as women have to make a conscious effort to not participate in. Because women can be as guilty as men yes. Of, yes. of putting women in boxes or shaming women. I think women you know do it more sometimes. Yeah. So everybody has to be, it's not just men that have to do better. With other women, we as women have to do better with each other. And we need to call each other out if somebody sort of saying something inappropriate about, you know, that is like shaming a woman for making time for her family or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. see, and it's it funny that you say that. Do better. No, it's funny that you say that because that person's response to me about the panel was about work and making time for her family and that she was not interested in being on that panel. So I think that I personally struggle because, um, like, when you create these opportunities and you offer them to other people, and they turn you down because they're making time for family, it's almost like you kind of like waver on this fine line. I almost hesitate in the future moving forward, and now this is a terrible mindset that I'm in, reaching out to somebody that I know is busy with their family and they have a very strong family life, right? And, right, and that's a legitimate concern. It yeah. is, because it's real. Like, And I feel rejected, and I don't want to feel rejected, you right. know? But I think also, is, I mean, how do you know that was really the real deal there? Like, the, I just, if it's not, I think that's a terrible excuse. Do not blame things on your family. It's a terrible excuse. Right, yeah, I, I, I agree with like, that. Like, I would have easily, if I was rejecting an opportunity, I would easily have said, I'm so sorry, I'm just not available that evening. Right, I'm tied keep up. Me, yeah, keep me in mind for the future, and... And almost, like, the fact that she had to recircle it back to the fact that she's busy with her family, I feel like it changes sentiment, it changes mindsets, and we have to make sure that the way that we communicate, yes, we should be family-oriented, don't get me wrong, I have two kids, I spend a lot of time with them. If you're ever on a call with me, there is a possibility you might hear them in the background, but that doesn't mean that that's, that my family life and my work life is either one less of a priority to me. So right. I remember my mom told me back in the 80s and 90s when she was working that, you know, like some folks in their office wouldn't even have pictures of their family. Right. Especially women because they, you know, didn't want to be perceived as a mom. Right. Right? They wanted right. to see. No, it's hard when you're right. bucketed in that category. Yeah, which is crazy, right? I mean, how crazy is that? No, so, it's not. I still feel like that sometimes. Like, I feel like when people look at me and they're like, you're a mom? Like, all of a sudden, like, their facial expression changes, their attitude changes a little bit. It's really fascinating what people digest and where their headspace goes. See, and as a woman, and I'm a COO, I, when I hear, 
you know, men or women when they have kids. Right. I want to talk about it. I know. You relate to it immediately. I've Like the other day when we were talking with the photographers. Yeah. <laughs> she was debating if she should get pregnant. Yeah. And, you know, it was a work environment. And But that's how you build general relationships is being real and having these real conversations. Yeah. In- I think the, the biggest issue, and it goes back to what we were talking about before, it's not, it's figuring out that work-life balance, but not making either one seem like they're less of a priority. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I was asked to speak at a gig, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I do have to take my responsibilities as a mom into consideration, but I would never say, well, I've got a 10-month-old, a 2-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Why? I just wouldn't. Like, because it's not the reason. Like, that's not the reason that you're. It doesn't matter. The reason is, is I'm not available. Right. Exactly. Right. It doesn't matter yeah. that. I mean, I could be. You know, I need to paint my toenails. I'm speaking at another event, or I'm. You know, I've got obligations as a parent. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, and that's the other thing that I've also learned is w- when men, like, for example, when men call out of work, they're not like, oh, I must have ate something bad. My stomach's upset. X Y Z. You know details, 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 they're just like, I'm not coming in today. Right. Right? Women. We give details beyond belief because we, we write want a novel to believe us. Because yeah. we feel like they're not going to believe us. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. The fact that you just brought that up, I, I realize, Amanda, you just said why. Why Why not mention the fact that you have three kids at home? I just feel, I just am like telling exactly closes, what's going on. I don't have a filter like that. So if that's the reason, that's. Because it closes the conversation like, down. That's the biggest issue. Like it really it does. It closes the conversation down. Now that she has sent me that message, I. In my mind, I know that I'm not going to reach out to her because she's already made it clear that she is not available, right? Like, it almost shuts that book. Maybe that's what she wanted to make clear. What? Maybe maybe that's exactly what she wanted to make clear. Well, right. So she she accomplished that, but you just asked why. It's not that Sarah's not interested in speaking. It's that that evening she might not have childcare, so she's she's not available. Right, that I understand, understand, but I feel like if you're a woman or a man, if you're somebody just like I'm not actually available for stuff like that because I am trying to balance work and my home life like well right but that's that, right but then you're not going to go back that's fine you can say that but if if you want to speak if that's like an initiative of yours and or that you and, thought leadership. and you and you say that you're not going to get asked to speak right again. I understand what you're saying it's you, okay to be transparent right if well, you make I it a, I, I actually disagree okay. I disagree. I think it's okay to be transparent to people that you know, right? Like, if you have a relationship with somebody, I think you increase your transparency. Yeah, I agree. That's true. Yeah. And I think that if you don't have a relationship, so uh, this the person that I connected with, we didn't have a previous relationship. She just shut down the conversation immediately, and that goes back to, like, creating opportunities. She easily could have said, I'm unavailable, but I know somebody else that is. So. Okay. Right, so connecting yeah. you with somebody else that could have been interested or available, and this this goes back to to finding your tribe, creating those opportunities, and really making sure that we are recircling them in our environment as opposed to having another guy be, speak on a panel, right? Which is essentially what had to happen. I, I you know, I want diversity. Sure. Right. That's important. To but me. everybody has to want diversity, and I think that like it goes back to that conversation. If you can't speak, pass the torch to somebody that can. If you're unavailable. Find somebody else that might be interested. You know, like but that goes back to what we said earlier, which is that women also have to do better. No, yeah, we as women you know have I mean? to like, do better. At the end of the day, part of the crux of the conversation that we're having is that women 
have to be aware of what's going on, what the bigger picture is, what we're trying to go in. Like, yeah, like we are trying to make sure that women are included in panels. So remember that. So that if somebody asks you and you can't, think of someone who can. Like, that's an excellent point. Yeah. But, like, it is an awareness that women have to have, too. You can't just say, ooh, ooh I'm a woman and people don't include me and men need to do better. I think that the, one of the big takeaways here is that women... We have to do better together, and we have to do better, like, individually to remember that there's, like, a collective thought that we're trying to get across here, you know, which is women are equal, women, let's let's include women, and sometimes as you can forget, like, that you're be singular and say, I can't do it, and then just shut the conversation down, whereas... You know, if you took one minute and said, let me think of some another woman who could do this, because it's important that we're represented. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. I think that's, that's important. So yeah. if we could give one takeaway of what we each can do better to support women, what would that be? I wish that I could say I could do better at passing the torch, but I feel like I try to do it as much as possible right now. Maybe try to accelerate that a little bit more. I think that's great. I think I could probably just try to use my platform to show the successful women that I know in my life and who's doing a great job and shine a spotlight on them. I think that's something that for 2019 that I'm trying to focus on. That's good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll help you with that initiative. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, the the thing that I try to do is when I'm in contact with other women, I try to let them know what I think they're doing well, even if it's something as small as like telling another woman that I think she handled a situation professionally really well or that her work was outstanding or even in a personal way where you can tell a friend like wow like you're really working hard on your health and you're looking amazing like I just think that women we don't shout out each other enough like even when we notice it we won't say like wow you look really fantastic or you spoke like so well uh, you know in front of that group it was like really amazing I just think that women even in the smaller ways need to just support women so that we get used to hearing positive things and saying yes thank you well ladies to that yes (laughs) well this has been fun i can't wait for our next podcast and any final words ladies be nice to each other yeah be nice to each other (laughs) i will see you next time see you next time see you next time bye this podcast is brought to you by the content funnel we'll write your blogs we'll manage your social media we'll build your brand and rethink connect an experiential marketing agency focused on marketing strategies while incorporating the customer experience and sentiment.